Hello and welcome to Survivor to Thriver, the summit on healing beyond abuse to regain control of your life. This is your straight up resource for actionable advice and mindset pivots that are going to bring you that much closer to living out your thriving life, a life that is just filled with so much love and joy, peace, and prosperity. I'm your host, Heather Dunlop. And today we have Tracy Malone with us to talk about trusting again with a trust policy. So here's a little bit more about Tracy. Tracy Malone is an author, speaker, educator, and international narcissistic abuse and divorce coach. She is a Sir Thriver of abuse, a word that she has turned and trademarked, Sir Thriver. She's the founder of NarcissistAbuseSupport.com, a global resource that reaches millions of survivors. So she is a worldwide influence, having a positive impact on the world. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. When you said, you know, uh, surviving and thriving, I was like, but I have a word. <laughs> it's it's like so in line because that's what we all want, right? Like we've been through survival and, and some of us can stay stuck in survival mode for so long. And it may even seem like it's out of reach to move out of that and into thriving. That's why I love your words, Sir Thriver. Yeah, and I, I tell people that, you know, the when they're in the fire pit of a divorce, when they're in the mm -hmm. fire pit of whatever the situation is, it's really hard to envision the peaceful yeah. tomorrow that we're talking about, right? <laughs> but I promise you that this is possible. And, you know, especially my folks who have been narcissistically abused, they, they're hopeless. They they don't feel like they have anything. They don't know who they are. So, yeah. when they, you know, start to, to really do that work oh my god nobody's ever stealing who you are again because you know who you are so concretely no nope, sorry i'm not doing that and and oh, you yeah. feel so much more confident yeah it's it's so impactful and to be able to highlight women like you on this summit that everybody's gone through something and they're all stepping up and thriving and sharing because we all want to help each other move along we want to reach back and say hey I got you. I got you. And I'm going to help you. And we're here for you. We're here to support you. We believe in you and we love you just as you are. So come on, come on into the, the, the warm fold and enjoy what's, what's to come. So Tracy, before we get into it a little bit more, why don't you share with us a little bit about your background and what brought you to doing the work that you do today? Sure. Uh, well, I am a survivor. <laughs> um, I am a survivor and didn't know it. So I did not know when I went through my narcissistic divorce, which the judge called the worst divorce in our town's history. Thank wow. you very much. Uh, no one ever said the word. I just, mm -hmm. why? Seven trials. Like, this is not, a, we didn't have a kid. The house had been sold. This should be easy. Why? And nobody gave me the words. And then mutual friends um, introduced me to a friend of theirs who had gone through a horrible divorce the same time I did and um, thought we'd be a perfect match. And we dated for about two and a half years, found out he was cheating and said, get away from me, pig dog. And um, he kept coming, didn't know what Hoovering was. Mm -hmm. And kept coming and let me explain why I slept with the only other girl at Christmas dinner. 
no, go away. I'll talk to you when I'm ready. So about three or four months later, I'm, I'm coming home from a forgiveness sermon at church. It can't be more like poetic than that. And I'm at church mm -hmm. forgiveness and I go, you know what? I don't want them back, but our mutual friends don't know who to invite to the party next week. So why do we have to be weird? Just let's forgive them and get it over with. Mm -hmm. So I went to his house. He called the police and had me put in jail. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is how I learned. A friend said, he's gaslighting you the next day. I'm like, what's that? Mm -hmm. And then I heard about him and I went, oh my God, that's my divorce. Oh my God, that's why me came next. That, mm -hmm. oh my God, my mother, my father, my sisters, the, the, the longer I studied it, the more I related to it. I even have a, a narcissistic landlord um, who mm -hmm. doesn't care if I have heat for a month in January, right? And I was just like, oh my God, this explains I've been taken advantage of because I didn't know. I didn't know how to mm -hmm. stand up for myself. I didn't have boundaries with a narc family. So I, I was really good narc bait. And that's why I kept on repeating the patterns and I didn't trust myself enough. I was afraid I'd lose them if I spoke. Mm -hmm. And so I just kept going and going, all right, I can, I'm a people pleaser. I can fix anything. I can make this better. No worries. And I had confidence in myself, but you can't fix crazy and you can't fix cruel. And that's what I was dealing with in all the situations. So, um, yeah, I learned and that's how I started doing it. I didn't start by coaching. I, I had a business for 26 years and mm -hmm. it was just, um, I started a support group for myself mm -hmm. and. I was like, all right, if I can help one person, it will make it worth it. And then there were 20 in the room. And then I had to get another room and do a 40 in that room and 20 in that room. And I was like juggling 60 people a month and hearing all of the different scenarios. And eventually I was like, no, I got to help them heal. Let me read more. And then I'd go in and I'd help them heal. And so eventually it became something that I started doing. And now it's what I do all the time. Yeah. And it's something you were just drawn to because you were seeking a solution for yourself. It's exactly what it was. That's yeah. what a driver is, right? We give yep. back. As soon as we know, we're, oh, let me share that. Oh, someone else might need mm -hmm. And so it, it became my, my new thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I love that you share that you recognized at some point you were a people pleaser. And that is what many of us have in common because it's like, okay, we end up putting ourselves down or not putting our needs first and being people pleasers. And these narcissists know how to manipulate that. And they but, tap into, they <laughs> tap into what we truly care about and use that in a way to manipulate us to get what they want. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I can look back and see how my ex has been manipulated my son mm -hmm. and bombed him so that I was like, oh, someone loves my son. Oh, mm -hmm. you know, and it was perfect. But, you know, I, I was talking about it with him on Saturday night and just like the over the top crazy that sold me on this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't recognize it at first. And we don't like, you know, we, we so many times get asked, well, why'd you stay? You know, because we're so we're manipulated and we're caught in this. And we can't see our own stuff sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's why having someone with an outside perspective that knows how to work with this, the way you do can say, hey, here's what's going on. And here's how you get to address it within yourself. Absolutely. And, yeah. and you know, it's, it's, I have a book that is divorcing your narcissist. You can't make this shit up. And mm -hmm. it is literally because everyone on the, on the screen comes on and it's like, you're not going to believe this. You can't make this up. And I'm like, 
book title. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like I, I never would have thought I would be this person, you know, experiencing this ever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I want to talk with you about, Tracy, is trust. Because when we go through relationships like that, there's trust that is broken down. Sometimes it happens quickly, but I find that more frequently it happens over time. And we don't realize that we're losing the trust, the trust that we don't trust the others. And more importantly, we don't trust ourselves to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Right. So talk with us about women who've experienced sexual assault, domestic violence, the challenges that come up when we face trust and how we can get back to trusting ourselves. So thank you. It's, it's, uh, to me, it's the foundation of healing because mm -hmm. many survivors, as you well know, they walk around with the big umbrella. I can't trust anyone. My trustometer is broken. I don't know what to do. Apparently, from my experience, I don't do it right. And every mm -hmm. points too that I didn't do it right. But when we don't learn to trust, fear sets in, right? Mm -hmm. Fear sets in, it freezes us. And when we get someone who's untrustworthy, we accept their excuses or we we can justify it or whatever it is but we aren't going that's not right and that's not true we are being sort of like wishy-washy if you would i was right mm -hmm. someone who did something that broke my trust but we need to do this because if we don't learn to trust again the poison worked they mm -hmm. want not move on to not have a life to to be the cause that holds you back and ha ha i got her right so yeah. learning to trust not only yourself but others mm -hmm. it's not a simple i'm going to put a post-it on the bathroom mirror and i'll trust <laughs> it doesn't it's not like let it get it doesn't do that right it's mm -hmm. it, how do I trust someone? I didn't have the credentials. I didn't know what, how to judge someone's trustability. I gave yeah. it away. And when I teach trust, I teach a class in it. When I teach it, I, I say, how do you, how did you, what's your criteria? How do you trust someone? And mm -hmm. most people say they have no idea. I say, hi, nice to meet you. I trust you. Are, are you mm -hmm. friends with my friend? Okay, sure. Automatic trust. I never questioned it. And that's the biggest mistake. Mm -hmm. So many red flags. We've all talked about thousands of red flags. Those were things that were betrayals, tiny little, little ones or lies, or inconsistencies. And yet, as they just kept adding up, we can excuse them away. So if, if we learn to, to trust ourselves um, and, and pull ourselves out with, no, you know, this is the credentials. You earn my trust in a thousand trustworthy moments over and over. I don't give it to you when it's not a free get out of jail card. It's a, you earn this. And if you do something that doesn't um, earn my trust, I remember it, right? I have these little balls, mm -hmm. trust builders and trust breakers. Mm -hmm. And every time they, it's not going to work on the shirt. Oh, one stuck. <laughs> Every time they they do something that builds your trust, keep track of it, right? Mm -hmm. If they break your trust, that's the part we really need to keep track of because there's been those thousands of things that were just confusing. I don't understand that, right? So you start to keep track of somebody's trustability with your own guidelines for how you judge them. Yeah. And, and, and part of that too, I think is 
being able to recognize when trust is being built and when trust is being broken because it can come in disguise, you know? So share with us, like, what are some, some ways to recognize when trust is slowly being chipped away at without it being a blatant offense right. and when it's being rebuilt in a positive way so we can embrace that? Absolutely. So if you think about what narcissists do, right? Mm -hmm. They're not accountable for anything. <laughs> that should have been a trust red ball. We should have gone. You know, he keeps promising me this and then he doesn't show up. He doesn't do it. My last guy was like, I would sit there and make this beautiful dinner and mm -hmm. I would spend all this time and be here at seven and he'd be there at 830. Mm -hmm. That was accountability. That was that that was responsibility, right? It, but he wasn't doing either one, right? It was sort of like if I had just said, you know what? You're too late. I'm eating the dinner. Don't bother. That would have a made me feel better. But again, I'm desperate for love. I wanted him to come. And I just like left the food on the stove and, and walked away, right? So knowing that they deliver on their promises and their responsibility is accountability. Mm -hmm. right? So yep. again, that is important. Adulting skills hits my first, my husband, <laughs> right? He couldn't write a check. He didn't know how to do anything. Again, helpless. Poor me. I can't even remember to do all the garbage, right? Like mm -hmm. he was not an adult, right? But it's not just those kind of like less important things it's do they have patience with you mm -hmm. that's something important do they respect you do they um want a relationship based on equality you know where you do 50 percent and i do 50 percent, or is it you do 90 and i'll go earn the money and you do 100 because i was gone that day right it's it's those kind of adulting skills that you need to have somebody who listens and honors your boundaries right again narcissists mm -hmm into your boundaries so it's the best test right there set more boundaries don't let them get away with not listening and, and honoring your boundaries do they get angry at you when you set a boundary right mm -hmm. that's really important again we're just looking with the narc radar but anyone can do this anybody can be not trustworthy mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be on the narc scope we have to keep that in mind right um communicativeness is something that I like to say do they communicate their needs and do they listen to yours mm -hmm. so it's not just, let's have a good talk and we can sit on the couch and have a glass of wine and talk it's do they remember that you had a really important meeting at work and they, do they check in on you and go how'd that go you know I know you were meeting with your boss or had the meeting go you did a presentation you know do they remember stuff about you and care enough to to bring it those are things that build trust they listened I feel heard right integrity and and again you know saying what they mean do what they say reliability um do they not gossip about others that's another big red flag for narcissists if they're gossiping mm -hmm the crazy one they're always crazy red red double red flag right um yeah. and building on that and 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 when I use the term of healthy living people are like oh I want someone that exercises and goes to the gym yeah that's good and I'm like no healthy living is do they stay present and engaged in your conversation or like my ex-husband I'm just using this random example but he would get home and plant himself in front of five different computers and just sit there and do shit all I was like well where'd the guy that used to read poetry on the couch with me go he's now like got this armor of of things right he wasn't paying attention to what I did 
but I gave him, oh, he's tired, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it sort of went on from there. But there's a lot more that are going to be in our free giveaway. But those are the basics of yeah. some of the things that we don't really think about or we excuse away. If you're, if somebody is, is, is making excuses or, you know, oh gosh, I forgot, I, I was supposed to be here for dinner at seven, but oops, something came up. Okay. Fool me once, fool me twice. That's it. I'm not going to sit there and be your do doormat ever again. And when we have that confidence and trust in ourselves that will kick his ass out, we are much more confident instead of fearful. Remember, fear mm -hmm. is the core of the antitrust movement. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, fear just opens up so many things like, you know, there's so many things that go on in society that's fear mongering because it allows the people to be controlled when they're in fear because they're not making straight conscious decisions. So when you're, tr you're not trusting yourself, all of that that comes at you allows it to take over and it breaks down your trust and your belief in yourself even more, which and becomes challenging. It metastasizes. Fear mm -hmm. Sizes. And it might just be a small thing, but then fear tells you a story about it. This could go wrong. Remember what had happened last time? And, yeah. and all of a sudden, the, the bubble of fear amplifies to the point where you do freeze. You're just like, I don't, I can't make any decisions right now. I think I'll just walk away. Right. Yeah. So those are the things that fear does as well as cripple you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It does cripple you. It can completely take you out of the game and take you out of your own head and your own belief system you know, because it's it's so powerful. And, you know, one of the things you're talking about with the trust is it's not just with the person you're in the relationship. You have trust with your friend, you have trust with your family. And if you're finding that there's trust that's lacking there, it's like they say, you're, you're the accumulation of the five people you spend your time with the most. Mm -hmm. So if you're around people who are not trustworthy, mm -hmm. you're not going to trust. And if you're able to shift and spend more time with people who are trustworthy, that you feel comfortable with, that say, hey, how did that meeting go? Tell me about it. You know, you had this big thing happening. I want to actually hear. And that's where you build that trust that when you share with them and you open up to them, you don't get judged for it. You get accepted for it and loved for it even more. And then I think another example of them being able to show that they're trustworthy is the actions that they take after you have that conversation too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So one of the things I want to ask you about is that when someone's learning to trust after they've been betrayed or violated physically or abandoned, how do they go about learning to trust again and learning to trust themselves most importantly? So that's a really important point. We'll, we'll hit the trust of yourself in a second, but um, we have to look at our trust patterns. Mm -hmm. Hi, how are you doing? Nice to meet you. That was my trust pattern. How did I judge it? If you didn't do something trustworthy, I get sad. I get hurt. Like mm -hmm. I didn't speak up. I didn't keep track of it. I didn't know that there'd been 30,000 times that the trust was broken in the relationship, right? So yeah. knowing what have I done before? How do I change that? Um, understanding your own patterns. And, and when it comes to a narcissist, <laughs> all of mine told me, you can trust me. I'm trustworthy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Believing people, because people who are trustworthy don't have to tell you that. 
fake exactly every day but I would fall for that and go well they told me they're trustworthy and I make myself sound really stupid this is many years ago I had no idea about any of this right until my life imploded in a jail cell right and then I was like I gotta figure this out what's going on with my life and you know when we are trying to process this we need to like look inside and if we don't know what our patterns are and we don't keep track of it we're going to just fail so learning to trust yourself again is going to be something that again we define a trust policy when you get this this handout that i'm going to send mm -hmm. you them it's look at this thing and judge someone how many times do they not show up when they say they're going to are they reliable are they this are they that and you get out your journal afterwards and you write down after they visited you know what he showed up at eight o'clock and it was supposed to be here at six that wasn't a trustworthy moment tracy how many times is that allowed mm -hmm. you start to learn to trust yourself right so you have to know when a boundary is needed like that's one of the key parts of yeah. learning to trust yourself is if you don't even know when a boundary needs to be set which is a whole nother i'm sure a video of how you have <laughs> your boundaries right but when you recognize when a boundary is needed and you have the courage so we add boundaries and courage to set it yep. and know that if you set it um and enforce it if they don't honor it as much as they good, look good on paper do i want to spend 20 years again with someone that's not going to be trustworthy right so you have to understand that your wounds need to be healed like we were talking about fear mm -hmm vulnerability if you are living in fear or desperation you are not going to be able to feel like you can make true decisions true decisions are something that comes out of confidence and being able to go you know what sorry that's not what i'm i want in my life and and kick them out of your life right so knowing that your wounds are healed and you've done the work makes you a lot more strong and so knowing that you'll never be fooled again is important and if you don't understand that you know well it wasn't exactly like what happened last time which was all what everyone does I have a, a part in my book where I talk about narcissism uh, as the, the Baskin Robbins. There's 31 flavors. They could look like this. They could beat you. They could just be so sweet. They could love your child. They could do this. They could do that. Know it upside down, inside out, so that these are things. And you honor them by trusting yourself that if you see them, you're going to get out. And um, if you don't trust yourself, it's the bedrock of trusting others. So. Mm -hmm myself to say you're out of here the next person's going to come in and they're going to do something untrustworthy and I'm not going to kick them out so I'm going to be the one that then beats myself up over it <laughs> yeah and it's it's so true because like if you don't trust yourself and you're kind of saying okay well I'll trust them to do it for me you're giving up responsibility for your own life and when you do that you're never going to make a decision that's going to lead to where you want to go it's always going to bring in something else and someone who can take advantage of that. And I also love that you said, when they say you can trust me, <laughs> and someone says that to me, I'm like, no, I can't because I wouldn't have to tell you if I was behaving in a trustworthy manner. Like we hear people say, okay, I'm being honest with you now, or let me be honest. Well, weren't you being honest before? <laughs> right. Well, why are you telling me to trust you 
if you don't think I'm going to trust you, there's a reason you don't think I'm going to trust you. Right. So I think those are like huge indicators in language patterns. You know, when we pay attention to the language and, and setting the boundaries, like one of mine is if someone says that to me, I'm like, okay, something's not right here. So let's, let's see where this goes and let's uncover that. And I'm not going to go further down that path because you've just told me you're not trustworthy by saying, oh, trust me, you can trust me. It's no, it's no big deal. It's just a little thing. It's just a little thing. Yeah. But when you so, think that, like for me, rich people don't have to tell you they're rich. Yeah. They're actually yeah. quite stealth, right? Yeah. But when someone is proclaiming and standing on the top of the mountain, you have to look at that and go, what's your insecurity, dude, right? Um, yeah. it's, it's a strange thing. My ex and his family were like, we're so rich, blah, blah, blah. And, and they, you don't have to tell people. You either are or you're not. Same yeah. thing with trustworthiness. If you are, you have shown me a thousand times. You show up when you're going to be there. You're reliable. You're caring. You, you care about what I say and what's happening in my life. That's trustworthy, not someone yeah. who tells you they're trustworthy. Yep. 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 It's the whole front. If the front's there, it's there for a reason. Mm -hmm. So look beyond the front and then you'll see what's really going on. Like look up with the car, look under the hood. It's the same thing. You know, it can be bright and shiny outside and falling apart on the inside. <laughs> it's not going to get you to the corner. <laughs> not going to be your forever person if, if they are falling apart on the inside, right? They yeah, have. Absolutely. Over and over, those thousands of trustworthy moments are what makes trust. And if they've got, you know, a thousand trustworthy moments, but a thousand and one not trustworthy moments, you waited too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's also too, like you mentioned, you know, if you, when you trust yourself, mm -hmm. you're going to be able to make better decisions and you're going to recognize when someone is behaving in a way that's not trustworthy. And when you, when you trust yourself, you trust the boundaries that you set for yourself, which makes it easier for you to keep them in place and not let them be knocked down by somebody else. And say, you've crossed that too many times. You've bumped up. The fence is now bent and I'm going to push it back out and you're not crossing it again. Yeah, absolutely. So Tracy, share with us how journaling helps in the trust process. Well, I go back to my balls, right? For mm -hmm. <laughs> the trust builders, trust breakers, keeping track of it. And, and again, specific people, if people have a narcissist in their life right now, I'll tell you right now, don't buy the book, don't journal because they're always going to be untrustworthy, right? Mm -hmm. But if you've got someone new in your life and you're kind of just getting to know them and seeing if they can be trusted, what's better than actually journaling about it? Not just, oh, I went out on a date and we had so much fun. And you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's a diary. That's a teenage diary. A real journal puts it into, you know what? I felt really confused when he did that tonight. And I just felt like it wasn't trust. I, I didn't feel trust. Why were you confused, Tracy, in my journal? Because he did this. Well, what was behind the reason that that bothered you? Because most people don't understand the why mm -hmm. they they feel, right? They, they feel something. They go, I'm confused. I'm hurt. I'm whatever it is, but they don't understand why. Maybe I'm angry. Let's use that. Mm -hmm. Why are you angry, Chasey? In my journal. Well, I'm angry because I spent $400 on dinner and he didn't show up. Uh, you know, whatever it is, I'm angry because. But it's also because 
I felt betrayed. Mm -hmm. I felt unloved. I didn't mm -hmm. heard. I didn't feel, you know, I felt like I was the bad guy. Turned around. He was late and I got yelled mm -hmm. at. Well, you shouldn't yeah. have made much food, you know, whatever it was. It's sort of like, not only look at what happened and, mm -hmm. and part of the trust didn't feel right to you, but digging into the why does it bother you besides the confusion, which is always what happens when someone mm -hmm. feels like icky, feels betrayed, right? You feel it. Happy feeling and journal about it well why do you feel like you're unloved because he didn't show up for dinner for too late right i'm using that example it's dumb sorry but it's the same yeah right it, it just yeah it's something relatable yeah. yeah it's like okay well i felt like he he didn't care that i spent all that money and all that time all right did that build a trust or did that break a trust well mm -hmm. you journal it didn't make me feel so good so i'm going to put it down as a red trust breaker moment yeah if you keep track of that, you will have thousands of these things. If it's someone who's untrustworthy, if, if you start a book and they're perfect and you never have any of these, great. You wasted $7, right? It's not going to make a difference to have it if, if you find someone that is trustworthy. But if you start to see those little flags of inconsistency, journaling about it helps you go back to it. Mm -hmm. And it's also, too, it reminds you of where you're at today. So you can kind of look back and see the pattern, like, oh, here's when things started to shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then it, it happened more frequently. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, he didn't even care if I knew. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like, oh, so what was going on way back then that I didn't pay attention right. and I didn't tap into that. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's bring up that feeling and rebuild that because everything else happened because I didn't pay attention in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I teach these classes. I teach a class in trust and letting go and anger and fear and all these things. Right. And I have a journal for each one of them. Mm -hmm. If you are struggling with anger, write down your anger. Here's the instructions. Here's how you process that. If, if you are trying to let go, what am I trying to let go of? Here's how you process that. And you just, I mean, I have like shelves of these books and I like, I have a labeler. This one's for my, <laughs> this is for this one, right? I have one up on the shelf up there that is they who shall not be named. I can see the big sticker <laughs> on that one. And that would be my in-laws, right? I yeah. have a, every time I, I get, I, I hear a memory in my head, a ruminating thought that is sticking back and forth. I go and I get a journal and I write it down. Mm -hmm. And I like to keep all my sister baggage in one journal. And it's, again, it's not a diary. It's like, I can't find all the stuff, but you know what? She's done this 14 times this year because mm -hmm. it's in one place versus a regular journal. It is following her destiny and, and what we've gone through in our experience. And again, I'm processing fear and processing anger. Whatever I'm processing, I have a place for it. And I can go back to it and go, you know what? I'm really mad today. Let me go back into that anger book and get it yeah. all out and let it go, release it. So yeah. same thing happens with trust. If we are not tracking it, and again, we can have a normal diary and this is what happened and he didn't show up for dinner and everything was cold. And, you know, I was a baby because I was upset. Okay. <laughs> but putting it into one place, one location for all of these different emotions, it mm -hmm. helps process them and keep them in line. So you can historically look back and go, yeah, we just filled up half a book and we're only on date four. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going on there. Yep.
So we've talked about, you know, how the trust is broken, but do you also journal on the rebuilding of the trust? Well, I think by, by tracking the things that are on this worksheet that you're going to get, mm -hmm. you know, are they, are they present for me? You know, mm -hmm. you're tracking the good and the bad. We yep. had and he asked me about my meeting and it was really nice to have someone hear me and, and remember that I had this important thing or, you know, you track the good and the bad. It's not always the, the other. So it's sort of like, you know, I'd even put a little, cause I like my colored markers. I'd put a little red and a little green ball next to it and, and keep track of this built my trust. And maybe that's the way you keep on going. And mm -hmm. that's sign too right so tracking both all you're getting in here is how and then the instructions are how these the criteria these are the areas that we need to look at and are they doing this are they doing that are they doing that are they present are they not so it's both directions it's not just deal breakers there's they're not sections deal breakers and deal makers but there's also a part that you mentioned earlier is knowing that we do trust some people instead of walking mm -hmm. around like, I'll never trust again. I've got this big, yep. those negative thoughts that we put in there. I'll never trust again. I, 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 uh, I'm broken. You know, when we have those negative thought patterns, we have to turn it around and, and rephrase it and mm -hmm. be like, you know what? I didn't realize I was trusting untrustworthy people. Maybe it's yeah. not, but I'm willing to see. Right. Yeah. Instead of self-blaming, I'm the one who can't trust and everyone I've trusted has been bad. No, you were targeted because you were so damn trustworthy that they thought they could get away with more. Rephrase it. Hold on to the truth instead of holding on to the, the, the things that we tell ourselves, those recordings. I'm not lovable. I'm this. I'm broken. I'll never have a love again. All those things that victims feed themselves. Mm -hmm. Learn to turn that around, and the same thing happens in the trust world, um, because yeah. we trust. We trust a police officer. If mm -hmm. we're in a car accident, save me, save me. Someone's pounding on my door. Save me, save me. We'll trust them, right? Um, we might trust people conditionally, and this is all in the worksheet. We might trust a friend really well, but would you give them your three-year-old kid if they had no experiences with children? Probably not. So there's a line. Don't think it's just a big. I can't trust mm -hmm. it. I do trust people. I trust them here, here, here. I trust my dentist. I trust my doctor. I trust this. I'm not alone in the I trust. I can't trust world. That yep. helps validate that you don't have a trust a, a trust issue. You've just trusted the wrong people because they conned you. And that comes into the boundaries and learning about the flags and not tolerating these things will help you get through it. Yeah, because it's not just like a blanket of everyone's untrustworthy. And I don't trust anybody. And it's not that I trust everybody and they took they took advantage of me. It's it's building that trust within yourself and journaling the trust process with yourself too. Where did I build my self-trust and where did I break it? And how can I go about rebuilding it? Because mm -hmm. then you're able to recognize it in the other people that are around you. Absolutely. And and again, yeah. that's why I think when we're learning this new skill, or or again, for most mm -hmm. people I teach. It's a new skill. It is. We didn't do it. And we had, there's no class in high school. Here's how you trust <laughs> right? And so we just go, hi, nice to meet you. And we trust them. Oh, you know, my friends. Okay. If they said you were good, I trust you. Right. Yeah. Mm, interesting. They all ended yeah. up narcissists. And I was like, oh my God, I had them all around me. Right. So I'm yeah. trusting these friends that aren't 
trustworthy, but I never trust their trustability either. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's about when you're when you have that trust in yourself and you know how to recognize it, that's when everything starts to shift. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't have this blanket up. I don't trust anybody and I can't trust anybody. It shifts to, yeah, I'm going to trust you. And it's it's really going to be the way you present yourself to me. Mm-hmm. And that's right. where we're going to go from there. And yeah. we don't give them clues. Let's be mm-hmm. really clear. We don't say, you know, what you just did broke my trust. Because they'll probably not do that thing for at least a month. But you keep track of it beside. I mean, I'm not saying you don't have a discussion with them. You missed it or that yeah. sucks. Right, all of that's fine, but at the same time, if we're like, well, you just did this again, and you're sitting mm-hmm. there giving them your laundry list, it's like giving away your evidence in a divorce. You don't do it. You keep track of it. It's yours. It is yours, not to necessarily say I'm tracking your trust. Not that we would do that, but you are designed to hold some things inside. Yeah. And evaluating them is not something that they need to know. If they if you come and say you've done this and you've hurt me and they step up how long can they maintain that right um mm-hmm. i'm not saying to not have those difficult conversations you know when you said that it really hurt me do that stuff but don't say you broke my trust cuz now they're mm-hmm. going to anti doing things like that at least for a little while and then they'll suck you back in they'll oh i'm so sorry i'll never do it again blah 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 well apologies are actually supposed to be with never doing it again that's where we have to start to like look at that kind of thing and go you've apologized eight times for this how many times you know am i going to tolerate that i trust myself i don't need you i'll find someone else who does do what they say they're going to do yeah and i think also too when you say you know we keep it within ourselves it's we know what our boundaries are mm-hmm. and well, we say, you know, did I allow this to cross it? And how many times am I going to allow that to happen? Because we don't need to go out and blame, mm-hmm. you know, it's, we can have a conversation about it based out of curiosity to get more information, which really lets us know, did they break my trust? And do I feel like I can trust them going forward with this? Yes or no. And are they going to continue to cross those boundaries? And then we get to make different decisions. Yeah. yeah. I tell my 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 clients and my my students that um, you know, setting boundaries at the very beginning of a relationship is the key. Mm-hmm. Do they listen right there? Like on your first date, I love to tell people, you know what? I'm so excited we're finally meeting, but oops, I forgot I have something in like an hour and a half. So let's have the best time we can for this hour and a half. And then the hour and a half comes up and they're like, come on, just have one more drink. We're having so much fun. Not a boundary guy, not a boundary listener. And, mm-hmm. and realize right there, you know what? That's not going to work for me. And again, yeah. you're paying it right there, but you're paying attention to go mm-hmm. in and set this boundary and they didn't honor it. They tried yeah. to move the dial. They will always try to do that. So a little thing, and, and there's a million of those that you could put out there on that first date or that first getting to know you thing. You know, I don't like texts or calls after 9 p.m. And they start to do it. Trust breaker. I said yeah. about me and you didn't listen. Those are the things we keep track of. Um, and when you do that, you will see someone's trustability right on the page. Yeah, absolutely. Like if they're like, hey, I know you go to sleep early. I want to make sure that you're home and, you know, I'm not going to bother you because I know you get up early in the morning and you want to get your full night's sleep, you know, and you've got your things doing like, 
and they honor that and they respect that. And also, like you said, you know, even if you go, oh, I've got to leave in an hour and a half. Well, you know, hey, we've been here for like an hour and 20 minutes and haven't, you know, they might ask it in a different way. I know you got to go, but, you know, set plans for the next one. Is that what they're looking to do? Or they're just trying to get you to break that completely and stay there. And that's where we break our own boundaries too. It's like, oh, I'm having such a good time. I don't want it to end. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> Trusting yourself that, you know what, if he or she is the one, then I'm going to, I'm going to say, I got to go. It's an hour and a half. I have to keep my end of the boundary. Yes. They will see that my boundaries mean nothing. Yes. So that's you. Yeah. And if you do happen to be on a date with a narcissist, they're going to be keeping score of that stuff. Ha ha. Yeah. She an hour and a half, but I got her for two. Ha ha. Mm -hmm. That her boundaries don't mean anything. I could walk all over them. Thank you for that information. Can we have another date? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great point to bring up. <laughs> so Tracy, share with us what a trust policy is and what do we include in the trust policy? And what are some things that we may not want to include in it? Well, the trust policy is basically the, the things that we're going to have on this sheet that you're getting. Mm -hmm. yep. What are their adulting skills? What are the boundaries? What are the, how do they communicate? It's not communicate. Do they listen and care about you? Um, just the dependability. Those are the things I want someone that is dependable, that is reliable, that, that, you know, doesn't lie. For example, you know, healthy living means they care about me. They remember things about me. Those are the things that you put into your own trust policy. Your trust policy is based on all of these three or four or 10 pages I have of things that you want to look for that build mm -hmm. which ones are important to you, right? Yeah. And again, you're not like, here's my trust policy because then they'll be like, oh, okay, I get the rules. That's yeah. For you, this is for you and your heart and it is all of the things, right? Because you might say, well, I want the honest guy. I don't want the, the gaslighting and the liar. Okay, well, maybe you didn't see that yet, but maybe you felt that they weren't being honorable and you remember wait i think they said they work on saturday night but you know now you if you remember and the gaslighting thing is they said they work on saturday night but now they're going oh no i can open it up mm -hmm. it's a question that's a confusion that's something we track so tracking it and keeping it in the journal while we're doing it and the trust policy is built on all of the things and the structures that I've outlined in this book. Yeah. And when you have a trust policy like that, something is, especially when you're starting out with it, is to refer to it and check in with it, you know, and if you feel like you're going to change it and adjust it, consider why you put it in there to begin with. Because it's like, are you looking to change what's in the trust policy based on a relationship you're currently in? Mm -hmm. Or is it what you truly want for yourself? Or do you have to remind yourself, I put that in there for a reason. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's going to help me stick to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. remember what you've learned. And that's how yeah. you trust policy. This one wasn't reliable, didn't show up, ruined my dinner. And therefore, I want someone who shows up when they are. That's important to yeah. me. And here's what's important. And some of these things may be like small offenses and... Mm -hmm you pointed out and maybe they you don't call the trust word but you know what really bothered me when you didn't show up if you're going to be late please call and yeah. then you that second chance of they called and said they were going to be late so it's it's 
building it. It doesn't have to be stone hard. You violated yeah. trust get out, right? It's it's being flexible, it's being liquid. Yeah. Oh, well, that was weird and I didn't like it. I'm gonna journal about it, but I'm mm -hmm. it. and I'm gonna yeah. watch it, I'm gonna notice it, I'm gonna make sure that um I I don't tolerate anything that makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, especially if you've got red flags going off within your body. Sometimes our body will tell us before we consciously are aware of it. So we get to pay attention because I know for me, when I get some people, I get the heebie-jeebies and I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. I can't put words to it, but my body knows and I'm paying attention. It and also knows when you're around someone who's who's a positive, loving, kind person that's there to really wants to get to know you. you your body lights up in a different way. You know, we get to pay attention. I have a part in here, the way that a trust breaker makes you feel. So I have trust builders, how they feel, but here's how the trust breakers, I feel disrespected. I feel unsafe because again, mm -hmm. yeah, what they just did, I felt unsafe. I feel like this person is unjust because they blame me. Um, I feel unloved. I feel trapped. I feel betrayed. You look at not only how it feels like physically, some mm -hmm. people I have the women trap into like, do you feel it in your throat, in your stomach, to your gut, in your yeah. shoulder, get all tense. Do you just go home like in a, in, in a crawl up in a ball? However, you know how your body reacts when things yeah. feel right. Keep track of that. I felt perfectly fine. He was on time. He did everything. It was good. But then he said this weird thing and I'm going to put that down as maybe a baby trust breaker or something to watch and see if he does it again. And I'm sorry, I keep saying he, but it's, it's, it's all relationships we have. It's all of our relationships. It is. It's, it's, and whoever it is, but if we don't pay attention, we get, mm -hmm. and that's what this, this book was designed to end. And so people who want to like, actually the, everything you're getting <laughs> the free handout is all of the words inside this journal that tell us how to do it, what to look for and, and keep track of it. Don't forget yeah. to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to create your trust policy, know what's in your trust policy, know why it's in there mm -hmm. and then check in with it all the time because it's going to keep you on track. And it's also going to allow you to build your inner trust with yourself, which makes it easier to trust and recognize trust in, in people, in other people as well. Yeah, it's been absolutely, yeah. If you've been with a, a narcissist or you had a narcissist, you know, your, your, your baseline is wrong. You know, we need to up it and go, I want a higher quality person. These are what I need. And start to think about your needs and your self-love to say, I'm going to stand up for this. Yes, because you're worthy of self-trust. You're worthy of self-love. You're worthy of creating a trust policy that allows you to have boundaries that you are comfortable with. doesn't matter if the other person isn't comfortable. That's their problem. Exactly. You create the one that works for you. So Tracy, you've got the gift. You've got the trust worksheet that you're going to share with everybody. And we're going to have a link on the page so you can get it directly from Tracy. You're going to be able to get directly in touch with her. So Tracy, tell us a little bit more about the worksheet. It's everything that's going to be in the book. So mm -hmm. it is the outline. It is all of it. My assistant was like, you're giving the whole thing away. Are you crazy? <laughs> I was 
like, well, it's just for the conference people and they, they could still buy a journal. And she's like, I don't know. You shouldn't give it all. You should give an abbreviated list. And I'm like, no, it's, it's, a, it's a whole list. I didn't make it to be, I need to show you a couple bullet points. I got plenty of those handouts, right? This one is everything you need to think about and modify to your own needs because everyone's got what what's mm -hmm. in them. But once you start to look at these and you look at, say, let's say you were with a narcissist, were they any of them? Mm -hmm. We would have ended this sooner. Had yeah. we had the self-trust in ourselves to say, I'm worth more than this and I'm not wasting another 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. So make sure that you download the trust worksheet. Like Tracy said, it's got everything in it. It's going to help you build that trust policy and build trust within yourself so that you can recognize trust in others and recognize when they're behaving in a way that is not trustworthy. So make sure you get in there and get the link and get the worksheet from Tracy directly. It's going to come straight from her. You'll be able to be in touch with her. If you want to take her courses going forward, you're going to absolutely be able to connect with her and do that. So Tracy, share with us one more thing, two more things. The series is Survivor to Thriver. As you say in the back there, Sir Thriver, what does it mean to you to be living out a thriving life? Wow. <laughs> Can I read my description? Yeah. I really think this is important. This is from my book and it's on my website, but a Sir Thriver, which is Sir Thriver to Thriving, um, is you've been through hell and back. You're a proud warrior who has fought to find yourself and heal from the fall of living in a toxic, abusive situation. You live in the present by honoring yourself, promoting healthy boundaries and self-care. Your skills have not only been honed to spot dangerous people, but you've passed additional tests. You will now recognize and have the courage to walk away, never willing to tolerate bad behavior again, no matter how good they appear on the surface. It is the ultimate self-trust knowing that you will identify and stand up to abusive people. Finding gratitude helps bring everything calm, a oneness with the universe that empowers you daily. Your heart um, resolves not to hide behind your trauma story, but enabling you to proudly stand up for it and support others who are just beginning their journey. Fearlessness replaces fear. The comprehension that you had the power all along to deactivate that fear is inspiring. You've gone from hopeless to hopeful and to having faith in yourself. You see the world of possibilities awaiting um, for you ahead. And the selfless gift of giving back to others makes you a surthriver. Yes, absolutely. Tracy, yes, you are a true surthriver. Like you mentioned from the beginning, we are all here to reach out and embrace you all with loving arms and help you achieve your thriving life because you're so worth it. And as, as Tracy has shared throughout this, you get to build that trust within yourself and trust yourself to make the right decisions going forward. So connect with us. So Tracy, to close out the conversation, what is one takeaway you would like the woman watching to walk away from this conversation with? Self-trust rocks. Mm -hmm. When you learn it, man, you are like, you're like ninja. You're just like, no. And it's it's not a no. It's no to the toxic, right? Mm -hmm. Closing your heart off. It is empowering. It is just like you said, we're thriving. This is like a different world. I'm 63 years old. I didn't know about this stuff till about seven years ago. And I feel like the lights have been turned on. I've never been happier. I enjoy every moment and I savor it 
and that's what doing all this work is so yeah. learn trust learn some boundaries get rid of your fears learn to process them learn to process your triggers don't let these things come into the next relationship because if you bring fear anger or or triggers into another relationship that's not going to work you got to do the work to heal yourself and I promise you you will be thriving and you will be a survivor but you're going to be like oh my god they were right I, I can't see it now but I hope it's there and I'm going to hold on to that and that's what makes the difference. Yes, absolutely. Just know that the possibility exists. Just allow yourself to be inspired and to say, what if it actually happened and take that very first step? And one of those steps is downloading Tracy's worksheet and connecting with her. Yes, absolutely. You left, but there's so many phenomenal gifts that are available throughout this entire summit. And to be able to share how to create trust, because it's something, like you said, we don't get taught that in school. Mm. People don't say, oh, you know, this is how you go about creating trust and building trust and keeping trust, and especially within yourself. We hear you're not trustworthy, or how could you trust that person? Well, like, I it's a bad thing. But no one says, hey, this is how to go about creating healthy trust. So make sure you get in Tracy, in touch with Tracy, because the, the worksheet is absolutely going to help you make progress and move out of survival mode and into living out your thriving life, because we can all tell you it is so worth it, no matter how long it takes, as long as you keep persistent and keep working towards it, it will happen. So one day you're going to look back and go, wow. I don't even feel, I don't recognize who that woman was. It's amazing. Tracy, thank you so much for being here. I am grateful for you, for sharing your time with us, for sharing your survivor philosophy, for talking to us about trust and creating a trust policy and everything that goes along with that and everything that we get to create in life as a result of creating trust. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes. Bye, everybody.